0: Before you get excited, this episode is not going to give you a free pass to just be an a-hole to everyone you come in contact with. But it may open your eyes and shock you how being kind and being a people pleaser could put you in an early grave. So if you're the kind of person who goes above and beyond to help others and very rarely think about what you need, then this episode is definitely for you. But first, here on Split Open, I dissect and condense lengthy content, delivering the most valuable insights in only a quarter of the time, so you can get the hell on with your life. I'm your host, Amy J, and today I am splitting open a Diary of a CEO podcast episode with Hungarian-Canadian physician with expertise in addiction, childhood trauma, and physical and mental health, Dr. Gábor Mate. Now, before we get into how and why being kind is making you sick, if this is not your first time listening to this podcast, and you still aren't subscribed or following, then I think it's time, don't you? All right, to start this episode, we need to travel back all the way to our childhoods. So if you're not familiar with Gabor Mate, then he very firmly believes that everything stems from childhood. He was born a Jew during the Second World War. So as a baby, as a child, he went through a lot of trauma, like trauma that a lot of us will never experience. But Gabor always says that we all need to understand you do not need to go through something that is obviously traumatic to be wounded, to have childhood trauma. And I know that I believed this to start with, and I didn't think that I had any kind of trauma because nothing obviously bad happened to me. But this is what a lot of his work is about. It is about understanding that even seemingly small things, just the way that you were raised overall, it creates trauma, it creates wounds. And this is something I personally delved into when I started my self-improvement and spiritual path. And I spent a lot of time going back to my childhood and taking a look at it and looking at where I had these traumas. Not the same as Gabor or anyone who has gone through obvious trauma, but still it shapes you. What you go through as a child shapes you. And from diving into it myself, I can see how going back to your childhood and understanding your upbringing can really put things into perspective and help you understand yourself now as an adult. So this is a lot of what Gabor's work goes into, it is childhood trauma and how we deal with those things or as you'll find out in this episode how we don't deal with them and how that can be detrimental. So Gabor believes that being a people pleaser along with other issues like being quick to anger for example stems from the type of attention and affection you received as a child or lack thereof. Now some unique but perfect examples that he gave were Prince Harry And Queen Elizabeth with Charles. So the Prince Harry example, he was simply patted on the shoulder when he was told that his mother had died in that car crash. Just patted on the shoulder. Similarly, when Queen Elizabeth came home, when she'd been away for an extended period of time, away from her children, she would simply shake Charles's hand. That's it. Shake of the hand. And this is her son. No hugging, no running and jumping and feeling joy and showing joy that she was back with her child. Just a shake of the hand. Hi, son. I'm home. (laughs) Now I'm sure we can all see what is wrong with that. How cold and disconnected that is. And studies have been done in rats which show the importance of affection from mother to child. Mother rats will lick their young. And it has been proven that if they do not lick their young, then there will be trauma. Because touch... And affection is extremely important. And of course, I don't mean a little pat on the back. Oh, hey, your mother has died. Here's a pat on the back. Or, hey, son, I haven't seen you in weeks. Let me shake your hand. That is not enough, right? Especially as a child. Children need more. We know this. It's kind of common sense. But quite clearly, it also isn't. That's why so many people have these wounds and these traumas. Lacking that affection, that touch, it is depriving us of being seen, being heard being held and as I mentioned it doesn't need to be anything hugely traumatic if so if you were brought up in a household where you just did not get that affection you weren't hugged all the time you weren't embraced you weren't held then that will have an impact on who you are now and if you weren't given the right care affection love and attention as a child growing up that leads to trauma but it also creates self-repression and what that means is that you lack authenticity you don't know How to be yourself. You are not connected to who you are because you've essentially been denied something that we all need, especially as young children. We need that care and that affection. So, this self repression is something that I can definitely relate to. And I'm sure many of you listening can relate to it as well. But as a child, I felt like I should have been seen and not heard, that I had to make sure I was acting properly, that I was quiet, that being quiet was preferable and how I should behave. So this made me go into my shell. I became exactly what I thought I should be, quiet and shy. I didn't really interact with people. If people spoke to me, I didn't really respond. And as I said, this took me going back to my childhood, taking a look at it and unraveling it a little bit so I could understand it. Now, I mean, it has taken a while to kind of figure it out, to understand it and to break free of that shyness because I've been shy for as long as I can remember. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing with being a little bit shy, a little bit reserved, being an introvert, but there is something wrong with holding back who you are. And that's what I was doing. I wasn't being true to myself. So if you're like me, if you're quite shy and introverted, that might be your natural state, but maybe you need to go back to your childhood. Has this been kind of forced on you? Are you quiet? Do you reserve yourself? Because that is how you were raised, to be quiet, to be in the shadows, not to be heard, to just be seen. You're there, but not heard. And this is part of the problem, right? If we are not heard and understood, that's when we self-repress. Now, I also wanna say that I don't believe in blaming everything on your childhood. As I said, Gabor is very much about everything stems from childhood. And I'm not an expert here, but from my own experience, I feel as though you do not need to uncover absolutely everything. You do not need to sit in your childhood and try and dissect absolutely everything. I think there will be things that come to you things that are obvious for you to take a look at if you do want to dive into your childhood and figure out where you need to heal some things. But I believe if you take a look at those bigger things and heal those, then you can inadvertently heal other things that you don't necessarily need to uncover and understand and go into. You can heal them sort of in the background because you're healing other things, if that makes sense. Now, that is just my experience. Let me know if this is completely different for you. Let me know if you've had to uncover everything to even try and start to heal yourself because that might be true for you right anywho let's move on to some specifics to how this childhood trauma happens and how people pleasers are created through anger in children so it's usually punished right rather than understood if there is a child and they get angry what does the parent usually do they punish them they tell them off they give them a time out they do not accept their anger That punishment tells the child that they are unacceptable when they are angry and that they cannot be loved, that they cannot be understood if they are showing anger. This forces kids to give up themselves, to keep their attachments to their parents, hence creating people pleasers. And this makes complete sense, right? If we learn at a young age that we have to act in a certain way, like I said, I felt like I had to be quiet and shy and not get in the way, not make my presence obvious. If we're learning these things, that our behaviors need to be a certain thing, then we are obviously going to act in that way because we cannot sever that attachment with our parents because we won't survive. We don't know that consciously. That's not consciously what we are thinking as a kid, but we know that we need our parents and we need to please them no matter what. So that gives us no choice, right? As a child, we have no choice, but to please them in whatever way that means. Now, parents also punish children for saying no, And the thing that we need to know is that children say no because they're figuring out their boundaries. They're figuring out who they are. But when the parent punishes that, the child then suppresses saying no. Again, this is creating people pleasers. This is creating the people who say yes all the time, who cannot say no to people. So if you are someone who struggles with this, if you're someone who cannot say no, maybe you don't remember, but you could have been the kid that always got punished for saying no. Now, while we are on this subject of parenting and parenting that creates childhood trauma, I understand that parenting is infinitely difficult. And so many parents have the best intentions for their children, right? But they do not understand the effects that they have on their children. It's not something that we learn in school, right? We're not taught how to be a good parent. A lot of parents don't teach their kids how to be a good parent. A lot of us have kids and parent in a similar way to how we were parented, or if there were obvious things in our upbringing that we did not like, things that our parents did and we despised, we will make a conscious effort not to raise our kids that way as well. But that doesn't mean that we're raising our kids in a good way either. But what I've realized is that the information out there about raising children is so conflicted. So I've been listening to Gabor Maté's latest book. It's called The Myth of Normal. I'll link it in the description if you want to check it out. But it complements everything that we're going over in this episode. So if this stuff fascinates you, then definitely get a hold of that book. But he mentions Jordan Peterson, right? And how Jordan talks about raising children. And everything that Gabor says is basically the opposite of how Jordan describes bringing children up. So Gabor says that we need this love and this care and this affection and that we shouldn't punish our children for saying no or for being angry. Whereas Jordan is saying, if they're acting up, ignore them. If they're not acting how you want them to act, ignore them. So who is right? And obviously nothing is black and white. There's going to be contradictions. People are going to have different views and opinions. Even psychologists and researchers who do research, you can come up with conflicting ideas. And I guess that's what it's about, right? Taking both sides and finding that middle ground. Where do things overlap? But something that Gabor mentions in his book is that he firmly believes in listening to your gut and your intuition when it comes to parenting. We know instinctively what to do. We are designed to care for our young. And okay, you know, there are people who may not have that instinct, but overall, that's how we're designed. We know how to take care of our young. If we know how to, tap into our intuition but of course this is going to be more difficult if you cannot tap into that intuition and that leads into not healing yourself so Gabor says exactly this if you were someone who lacked connection with your parents as a kid who was punished for saying no or getting angry or simply being yourself then it does lead to that disconnection from your gut feeling so if you are disconnected from your gut feeling and then you go on to have a child you don't have that natural connection. You don't have that natural instinct, or at least it's not as strong as it should be. And then you'll question how to raise your kids, or you'll just follow down the route that your parents went. And that makes complete sense, right? But as children, we are connected to our gut. We are connected to who we are. And I'm sure you know, people say, right, that kids and animals are more connected to things overall. There's an awareness and understanding, a connection that seems almost alien to us, but also really beautiful but in terms of children it makes sense that they're more connected because that's all they have right they have not been taught yet anything else they have that natural connection that natural instinct that we have lost as we've grown so when we see it in children we're in awe of it but then we also teach them things to disconnect from that which is really sad So as children, we know how to connect to our gut. We are just automatically connected and that connection slowly slips away. We start to self-repress as we are taught how to behave from our parents and we try and cling on to that attachment because our parents are all we have. We need them. So now we need to get into how this self-repression creates disease and illness. Of course, this isn't the only cause of illness. I'm just letting you know what Gabor Mate's work and research has found. Again, nothing is black and white, so take from this what you will. But, you know, I find this stuff really interesting and I'm sure you do too, else you wouldn't be here, right? But let's get back to anger. So there's unhealthy and healthy anger. So Gabor explains healthy anger as serving a purpose. So for example, if someone oversteps a boundary, maybe they're in your physical space, someone is coming up to you and you get angry. That is healthy anger. Because something has made you angry and you are asserting yourself. You are protecting yourself. Once you have done that, you've asserted yourself, set your boundary again, protected yourself, the anger will dissipate. That is healthy anger. Unhealthy anger, however, is getting into fits of rage. Now, this is because you weren't understood or validated as a child. And then you get triggered if someone disagrees with you, for example. So if you want to fly off the handle and it feels out of your control, this may be the reason why you've been triggered it's not that healthy anger there is a trigger and you may not understand that trigger and this is kind of the whole conversation right understanding our traumas our childhood wounding and how it has manifested in our adult life but either way healthy or unhealthy anger there are issues with both kinds so if you are one of these people who gets into these fits of rage that's unhealthy because you're at a higher risk of heart attacks and strokes that's kind of you know one of these things that makes a lot of sense but we don't necessarily think of it in that way right But even with healthy anger, now, if you're expressing it, when it arises, you let it free and you let it do its job and then you let it dissipate, that's cool, that's great. Like, don't worry about it. But if you are suppressing that healthy anger when it arises, this is disturbing the immune system. And what does the immune system do? It helps fight off viruses, disease, cancers. So if you're suppressing your immune system, your emotional system, this is allowing cancers and disease to grow. Now, what Gabor's found is that people who suppress emotions are also much more likely to have autoimmune diseases, which is where the body is fighting itself. And apparently 80% of people with these autoimmune diseases are women, which I think makes sense, but also doesn't because women are probably more likely to try and people please, right? And act in a certain way to please others. But women are also typically known as the more emotional sex who will openly display their emotions. So makes sense, but also doesn't. Let me know what you think. But if you want to know if you're at risk of illness and autoimmune disease, then there are signs that you're self-repressing and disturbing your immune system in the process. So so here are four signs. Now, again, nothing is black and white, right? And maybe you have all four of these signs and maybe you're in perfect health and maybe you always will be. Brilliant. But I think as you're listening to this episode, by this point, you probably already know in your gut, funnily enough, right? Even if you are a bit disconnected from it, There is something in you that knows that you're probably going to have to make some changes in your life or take a look at your childhood and try and figure some things out but anywho here are four signs so number one you're compulsively concerned with the needs of others rather than your own number two you're identified with duty role and responsibility so essentially you put a lot into your work number three as i mentioned you suppress Healthy anger. Now, a way to know if you do this because maybe you're not aware, is if you're generally known as the peacemaker. You always try and make sure everything is at peace. And number four, you feel responsible for how others feel and think that you shouldn't disappoint people. Now, if you'd like to share, let me know in the comments if any of these whacked you in the chest and made you realize you need to change some of your behavior. And ask yourself as well, are you nice because you're afraid not? be i think this is a really interesting question to ask yourself because i think you can believe that you are a nice person and you're just a nice person and i mean some people are just nice people but you need to have that awareness to know if you are just being nice because you are too damn afraid to stick up for yourself basically to put your needs in front of others not all the time but when it is necessary and this is something that i've really worked on i've worked on saying no understanding when things do not serve me and when i am wasting my time and let's let me be honest like i'm not just a dick now but i'm aware when i'm just being unnecessarily nice when i'm not thinking about myself and of course you have to think about other people but the times when i'm putting other people first and i'm saying yes 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 when i need a break when i'm burnt out it's those scenarios right when you're just too afraid to say no when you're too afraid to maybe even actually just be a little bit of a dick and this is one of the main issues, right? A lot of us just aren't being ourselves. Or you see, actually, sometimes people go really far the other way. And they are just a dick half of the time. And they just put themselves first. And they do not care about anybody else. Obviously, that's not good either. But in this episode, of course, we're going down that road of people pleasers. Not saying no. Making sure that people like you and people are okay. And just completely disregarding how you feel and what you need. And as Gabor says, it's making us sick. And it's kind of clear, right, in our society that a lot of us are struggling. I mean, there's an epidemic of distress, suicide rates are going up, most adults are on medication and many are on antidepressants. But the thing is, if we could heal our childhood wounds and understand that that's what we need to do, then distress, suicide, medication and antidepressants wouldn't seem like the only option because that's what it is right now, right? They seem like the only options. I mean tell me if you haven't been frustrated with doctors and the system and these seemingly only options and kind of feel forget about it I'm not even going to bother I'm just going to suffer or try and force my way through whatever you're dealing with right because I know I've been there and you have this kind of feeling of yeah like what what other options are there I don't know what to do just you're floating in space and you just have no idea how to ground yourself right but this is the thing like healing childhood wounds going to therapy, journaling and meditating, those things, they're still not fully normalized and seen as options. Those options aren't embedded in our culture. They are not the norm. And you can be seen, if you suggest these to people, as a little bit out there, a little bit woo-woo. And it's really sad, to be honest, right? Because we are kind of out of options. Like I said, the options are suicide, being completely distressed, being on medications and antidepressants. And we know in our core, in our guts, right? that this is not right, that this is not how we need to get through things. But because that is what society and culture tell you, those are the things that are readily available. As I said, if you reach this point where you just feel like you're kind of floating in space, then you're gonna try and reach out to what you can. And if those are the options, you're just gonna grab one. So many of us end up just going around in an endless cycle of trying to heal. We may not understand that that's what we want, what we need, what we're trying to do. But we are, we're trying to heal, but it's all in the wrong way, right? And even if you're not going to the doctor, if you're not getting medication, if you're not speaking to someone, all of that kind of thing, then a lot of us will seek attention elsewhere. A lot of us will subconsciously know that we need attention, that we didn't get enough attention as a child. So we will seek external validation. Now, none of us are strangers to this and if you're thinking I don't do this then I'm sorry but you're in denial <laughs> we all look for external validation right and Gabor was talking about specifically that he his phone on airplane mode for two weeks no emails no internet no texts no calls no nothing now I don't know how strict he actually was with this because you know he's a very busy man he's a guy who I'm sure has lots of things to do right and people to see and discuss things with but you know he's also the kind of person who can have an assistant and who can take all the calls and do all of that kind of thing for him but anyway he said he put his phone on airplane mode for two weeks no internet no nothing and he said the pull to pick up his phone to get something from the outside world was so strong at the beginning now, I talk about this, if you haven't checked out my episode on doing nothing and why you should do nothing, go and check that out, I'll link to it. But I go into it in that episode, how sitting and doing nothing, putting your phone somewhere else feels so weird and there is, there is that pull, you just want to reach for your phone and it makes you realise just how often you reach for your phone and a lot of times it's not to specifically do anything, it's not as though you're like, oh, I forgot to call my mum, let me call my mom. A lot of times it is opening social media, seeing how many likes you got. In my case, going on YouTube studio, seeing how many views I've got on my latest episode, how many comments I have, that kind of thing, right? It's that external validation. We need to know from the outside world that we're doing all right. Now, the point here is that if you are always looking on the outside, then you will never heal. You will never look internally and you will never understand yourself. And quite obviously, yet we probably don't properly understand this, at least not consciously, if you don't understand yourself, you're not connected to yourself, you're not looking internally, then this is going to leak into your relationships. It's the same thing, right? You are finding external validation. So you are going to enter relationships where somebody gives you something. The part of yourself that is missing, you are going to find that in your partner. But then reality is going to hit after a certain amount of time, right? They're going to give you what you want in the beginning. Just think about the honeymoon phase, right? It is the honeymoon phase. You feel full life makes sense everything is rosy and amazing because this other person is giving you that validation that you need but naturally that wears out it fades and then where are you left in the same position with this partner that you don't even actually really like anymore because they're not giving you what you wanted and needed now that is not to say that you cannot come together with somebody who still needs to heal if you need to heal and your partner needs to heal you both have your traumas and things you need to deal with that is okay, but you do need to be on that path of finding the truth, of figuring out who you are, connecting to yourself, and I know this because this is exactly what me and my partner did. We knew each other before we got together and we saw each other at our worst. And when we finally got together, we were at the very start of our journey to figuring out what the hell was going on with us as individuals. We were diving into our childhood traumas, we were healing ourselves, but we did it side by side. And we were able to come together and help each other. And that's what it has to be, right? You cannot be relying on somebody else to lift you up, to give you that validation. You need to be finding it within yourself. And your partner needs to be finding it within themselves as well. And from my experience, when you're both doing that, when you can both come together and help each other, it is another level of beautiful, to be honest. And there is such a deep connection built between the two of you as well from my experience other relationships when we weren't going down that path when we weren't healing there was a disconnect you know you came together in certain elements and you felt connected sort of but you weren't like in hindsight now i know that i was not really connected to anyone else because we weren't on that path we weren't trying to improve we weren't trying to heal and accept ourselves we weren't looking internally all right so that was kind of gabor's overview we all have childhood trauma that's where things stem from if we repress our emotions if we do not connect to who we are if we are raised to act in a certain way and we act that way to keep our attachments to our parents then yes we are going to have these traumas and wounds that we need to heal in our adult life however if we do not do that then this can manifest as illness disease can grow cancer can grow autoimmune diseases can make an appearance so of course the question is, how the hell do we heal our childhood wounds? How do we prevent ourselves from getting sick, from breeding this illness in our bodies because we are holding in these traumas, these wounds? We are not being who we truly are. Now, first, I'm gonna go over some general tips and then I'll get into tips if you're quite clearly a people pleaser. And then finally, the wider issues that we can address. Now, I'm gonna run through these quickly, but what I'd suggest is closing your eyes as you listen And seeing which one or which few stand out to you and grab your attention. These would probably be the best place for you to start. All right, so if you can, close down your eyes and let's go through it. How to help yourself, how to heal. Number one, awareness of breath. Focused breathing calms your nervous system. So take a deep breath, take deep intentional breaths at least a couple of times a day. If you want to go down this route, then breath work and researching that and trying that out is a good way to go all in. But through your day-to-day life, take some intentional breaths and try and be aware of when your breathing speeds up and gets shallow and try and steady it. Number two, don't become attached to social media. Use it, but don't let it use you. If you need to move your phone into another room for a few hours, do it. If you need to do what Gabor did and put it on airplane mode, do it. Number three, awareness of self. Don't sleep through your life. Make effort to take notice of your behaviors and your thoughts. Write things down and talk to people. Number four, live a life of purpose and meaning. My previous episode goes into this in much more detail. So if you haven't listened yet, I will link it for you. But overall, find things that are outside of yourself and search for the truth. Number five, outline your true goals and dreams and eliminate factors in your life that aren't serving that. So don't walk around telling people what your intentions are and then acting in a completely different way. Align your actions and your intentions. Number six, inner peace. That's what you need else you can't achieve anything else. The internal goal is the foundation, the internal goal. You cannot gain inner peace with external goals. Number seven, the most courageous thing that you can ever say is help. Asking for help can be really, really difficult, but sometimes it's exactly what we need to gain clarity. Number eight, learn from suffering. Don't avoid it. Our culture denies vulnerability, shuts it down, distracts from it, but that only leads to immaturity. We remain immature, so learn from your suffering. Do not remain immature now this next section how to stop being a people pleaser so if you know in your gut to your core that you are a people pleaser you need to ask yourself these questions where in your life are you not saying no what is your belief behind not saying no where did you get this belief who would you be without this belief now if you ask yourself these questions and make some changes in your life you'll notice that your relationships won't remain the same And I can attest to this, if you go down a path where you are trying to heal yourself, you are trying to grow, you are trying to evolve and become somebody else. And no, that's probably not the way to put it right. Not become somebody else, become who you actually are. Take off the mask that we've been wearing, that you've been wearing. You are going to ruffle some feathers, right? You will realize who your friends truly are. Because when you come out of your shell, when you step into who you are, some people are not gonna like it, but that's okay. Not everyone is meant to go through a healing and growth journey with you. Now, in the broader culture, Gabor outlined some things that need to change. So if we all try to heal, things will then begin to change, right? But if you're a teacher, a parent, a doctor, nurse, or anything like that, then listen up to this next section. So Gabor said that there is a gap between science and caregivers. So for example, the medical space, right? It doesn't understand the mind-body connection. And often people don't ask, how their mental state is when they get sick so you know you have an ailment you're sick you go to the doctor they focus on that ailment they don't ask you how you are they don't ask you about your childhood traumas and as i mentioned gabor's new book the myth of normal if you haven't read it he really goes into this he goes into stories of people who have manifested these illnesses and it has stemmed from their childhood it has stemmed from trauma Yet when they've been to medical doctors and tried to get well, it hasn't worked. They haven't been asked about their mental state. They haven't gone anywhere near that. It is about what is physically going on rather than mentally and emotionally. So that's where the gap is, right? If you are going to the doctor and they're not asking you about your mental emotional state, then how are you supposed to heal? Especially if that illness is from trauma. Next is young families need more support to understand the impact that they have on their children. Of course, stressed environments because of bad relationships, financial struggles, anything like that, it creates abnormal stress in the children. And if you have that abnormal stress as your child, then you are going to move into adulthood with that stress as well. And that's where the disease and illness can breed. So it is vital for parents and future parents to understand how important it is to nurture their children and reduce the trauma in the early years, right? Now, this is something that I'm diving into right now because I'm considering becoming a mother. And I know it is my responsibility to understand these things. And I know I'm not going to get away without traumatizing my child. It's part of life. But if I can significantly reduce it, if I can educate myself on childhood development, things that do create trauma and wounding, then hopefully I can at least create then an adult who has some skills and knowledge and connection to then heal the things that I did mess up rather than going through this life, as I said, feeling like they're just floating in space and having no idea what to do. Now, if you're a teacher, there needs to be an understanding that difficult kids are most likely troubled. Now it's very similar to parenting right? A child is angry if they are saying no they get punished and it's the same if a kid is being difficult in school they get punished and they are secluded and this is not the answer and then overall we need more community in this society and I can really feel this but I also feel like I'm not quite sure how to go about creating more community. I think me doing these episodes is my way of trying to build that. I know it's on the internet but it's a start, right? And this is what I mean. It's so difficult to create community and connection and support for each other because we are so disconnected from that. And it's like what I said about the options, right? If you only know that you go to the doctor and you get a pill and you don't know that you can journal and meditate and heal yourself, then what are you going to do? You're going to go to the doctor and get a pill. And it's the same here. If you don't know how to build a community and connection and support, then what are you going to do? You're just going to isolate and you're just going to do what you know how to do. But these are the things that Gabble mentioned that need to be addressed and in essence we all need to bridge that gap right between the standard information and the stuff that these researchers psychologists all of that are doing we have to read for ourselves we have to do our own research we have to listen to these kinds of podcasts and these experts and put things together right and as I mentioned there's Gabor and there's Jordan Peterson and they say conflicting things but if you've got both sides then you can draw your own conclusions rather than just taking all of the information that society gives you right you have to expand your knowledge and go outside of it and draw your own conclusions we all need to help ourselves so then we can help the wider culture and society we need to make an effort right now to conclude being nice but true to yourself is the aim of course Like I said, this is not an excuse to go around being a complete a-hole to everybody just because you don't want to breed illness in your body. That is not, that is not it, right? You need to understand yourself, you need to care for yourself, you need to heal yourself and you will most likely naturally be a kind person. But you will also know when you need to step back, when you need to say no and when you need to care for yourself. Because you cannot care for others genuinely without self repressing, without potentially manifesting these diseases and illnesses, if you do not understand yourself and know when you need to say no and know when you need to care for yourself. Again, if all of these topics fascinate you, this is just a very quick overview, really, then get Gabor's book. It is a dark read, it is very dense. I had to read it over a couple of months, to be honest, but it's still definitely worth the read. But let me know what your biggest takeaway from this episode is. Have you realized that you're a people pleaser? Are you going to dive into your childhood traumas a little bit? Are you going to try and heal yourself? Or are you going to try and make a difference? Are you a teacher? Are you a medical doctor? Are you going to try and expand your knowledge? and create that community and that support that this society and culture desperately needs? Let me know in the comments. Again, if you're not subscribed or following, then I'm not sure why, because you've made it this far, right? You've made it this far. But thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you.